for you. And it's also based on the readings from Isaiah. And I thought this text is absolutely gorgeous. I've chosen the tune that comes from Carol, so you'll recognize the tune, just the words are very new. percent is probably what we should aim for. Shall we just jump into it? Yeah. I need you to be here with me. This is not a one-sided thing. This is not a lecture. This is a sermon. I need, I need your energy as well as um, your presence. So shall we? Thank you. So today, my friends, as we get ready to go one more week closer to Christmas, Today we're going to talk about a few things, and today we talk about the thing Advent knows. We're going to talk about insides and outsides. We're going to talk about the world that Jasmine and Aladdin sung about, and then we're going to end with some questions to take home. But before we do that, uh, because we are wanting this time to be a time where you don't really hear from me, but you hear from the Spirit. The Spirit can take these words that I have and work through them and around them and under them and give us each something good and beautiful to chew on. Let's take a moment to say a prayer. So if you could bow your heads with me, please. Okay, God, so this is a moment when we ask you to speak. You know what's going on within us and around us. And we each need you to give us something to chew on, something to sink in, to wrestle with, to be inspired by so we can leave here uh, new and different. So may God, you take these words and do your thing. And we ask this in your son's name by saying together, Amen. Now just to make sure we're all on the same page, we are in the season of Advent, yes. And in case this is 
like new to you, um, or maybe you've been doing this so long you've really forgotten how the whole thing works, because that happens sometimes. Advent is the month before Christmas. It's a season, and seasons are those things in the church where we we take some intentional time to explore certain themes and certain postures that can help us be human and draw us deeper into a life of faith and spirituality. And and Advent is a season not just of waiting and counting down to Christmas, but more importantly, and here's why it's its own separate thing, it's a season of preparation. It's a season of getting ready for Christmas. Because the thing is, Advent knows something that we often forget. Advent knows that that Christmas isn't just this time of celebrating Jesus' birth. But Advent knows that Christmas is deeper and wider than that. Advent knows that Christmas is about beholding and experiencing and celebrating a foundational truth about how we understand God, ourselves, and the world around us. That in some mysterious way, God, through Jesus, is here with us and for us, showing us what God is like, showing us what being human is like, and leading us into a new kind of life and a new kind of world. And so knowing Christmas is about that, Advent invites us to get ready. This time of preparing for, once again, to show up at the manger, and believing that something new and beautiful is happening, join in on what God is doing, leaving what is behind, and stepping in to something new. And that's what we're here getting ready for. That's why we take time to do Advent. There's a reason why we don't sing carols. I hear you in the hallways lamenting that we don't sing enough carols. And I get it. I get it. But there's a reason we hold off on that. Because the truth is, you can't get ready for something by being within it. You can't get ready for a marathon by running it. You'll die. You can't get ready for an argument simply by having it. You need to prepare yourselves. If you've argued with your spouse or partner, you know that you need to kind of be ready for it, or it's not going to go very well. It all takes preparation. It all takes some getting ready. And what Advent knows is that if you're going to do something really well, if you're going to honor it, if you're going to make space for it, you need some time to prepare. Are you with me? And so here's the thing about that. And this this is the rub. And we're saying this not because you don't know it. I know you all know this. We're saying it because it's a hard truth and we want to avoid it. Which is why we want to sing carols and just kind of jump right into Christmas. When we talk about getting ready, we are not just talking about... Sidebar. All week I have deleted and then added back in the word just to this sentence. Because I don't know if you need the word just in this but I put it in there because I know some of you are going to push back against this. And I don't really know which side of the fence that I fall on. And the sentence I'm talking about is this one. We're not just talking about decorating our homes, baking cookies, and all that good stuff. 
Part of me wants to say we're not talking about that stuff at all. But I'm going to leave room for it because it's good to be flexible and that's some stuff that I need to work on. (laughs) But we're not just talking about all the exterior stuff. We're not just talking about decorating our homes, putting up the tree, baking cookies, signing cards. We're not just talking about that stuff. What we're talking about really is the insides. We're talking about Advent is getting ready our insides too. It's about taking time to do the hard work of going inward and asking, am I really ready to step into a new kind of life and a new kind of world? What are the things going on within me that I can't bring along? What work needs to be done before I arrive at Christmas? Those are the questions that Advent wants us to prepare for. And that is why, if you go outside after church today, or maybe you noticed him on the way in, we've got a brand new addition to our nativity scene. Has anyone seen him? He's a little shepherd holding up a mirror. Check it out. He's this reminder that Larry has made that in order to enter into Christmas, in order to do Christmas well, We have to have time for reflection. And while there are all kinds of things we should probably reflect upon before entering into Christmas, one of the things that our tradition encourages us to reflect upon, and we've been talking about it all morning, is peace. Advent is a time that we set aside to slow down, to go inward, and get ready to receive and embrace peace. Which of course begs the question, what are we talking about when we talk about peace? We've already listed a bunch. You guys named a bunch of great things and we talked about how peace needs to have justice. But when we talk about peace, fundamentally, especially as people of faith and spirituality, we're not just talking about the absence of conflict. We're going on much, much deeper than that. What we talk about when we talk about peace is a life and world without fear. Peace is a life and world without fear. Because what's fear do? Think about those times when you felt fear speak up. Think about a moment in your life when fear has taken over. What does fear do? And don't think about it, actually. Let your bodies answer that question. You freeze. Yeah. It keeps us on edge. It keeps us on the lookout. It makes us all tense and anxious. We get all wound up, ready to move. It keeps us second-guessing. Fear will rob us of our peace. Fear will rob us of that sense of dignity, of harmony, of stability, of safety. All those key attributes of calm, of serenity, tranquility, all those things that bring peace. Fear takes all that away by leading us in to chaos. Anyone know the feeling of fear? Anyone know the feeling of chaos? of just not being able to settle in? Yeah, 
It's a familiar one, isn't it? Maybe you're like me, and as you pay attention to what's happening in the world around you, you're feeling it a lot these days. Anyone? Yeah, we live in a pretty scary and chaotic world. It's a world full of addiction. It's a world where we're scared of losing our jobs because of government cuts. It's a world where we're scared of losing control over our bodies because someone else gets to make the rules. It's a world where we're scared someone else is going to hurt us because of who we love and where we come from. It's a world of keeping score, of having to always be on the defensive, of having to use power over people to get what we want. It's a world of anything but peace. Because it's a world of always having to look over our shoulder, of always being on guard of always being scared of what might be coming around the corner. Anyone know this world? Yeah, we all know that world. In one way or another, we've all lived through it. Maybe we're in it right now. And this might be a silly question, but let's ask it, because all questions can be good questions. Do you like living in that world? Not rhetorical. No? Do you enjoy it? Do you want to stay there? No. Of course not. It's terrible. It's anything but human. It's more like being out in the wild, really. We're just a bunch of animals. We're all fighting to survive. All rules are thrown at the window because all that matters is me and mine and my survival. And maybe that's why when it comes to describing this kind of world, if you look at all the social scientists and all their research, they all tend to use one phrase when describing that kind of world. And they all use the phrase predatory violence. We live in a world that's all about waiting for the next person to come along, hurt us, use us, and abuse us, so we may as well hurt, use, and abuse them first. It's a dog-eat-dog kind of world. And it sucks. It's terrible. We don't want that. And here is where we remember what Advent knows about Christmas and why Christmas is worth getting ready for. Because if Christmas is a brand new world, a world that's this one but flipped, turned upside down, then maybe, if it is a whole new world, maybe we don't need to live that way. Maybe it doesn't need to be like that. Maybe predatory violence is not how the world needs to work. Maybe a whole new world is kind of possible. And I wonder if that's what we've seen in the passage we heard, that passage from Isaiah. The passage we heard is one of those really, really old texts. We're talking like 2,500, 3,000 years old. And it's one of those texts that talk about a vision for what our world could actually legitimately look like. And in that vision, what do we see? Next slide. We hear about how the wolf will romp with the lamb, how the leopard will sleep with the kid. How the calf and lion, they'll eat from the same dish. 
and how a little child will shepherd them. The cow and the bear, they'll hang out together on the lawn. Their kids will hang out together. And the lion, the lion, it'll just eat some straw. It's not out in the jungle. It's hanging out in the yard eating some hay. So what do we see here? What is the, the beautiful, scandalous part of what this vision is describing? What are they trying to say to us through talking about all these animals? It's a total reordering of how the world could work. It's the opposite of predatory violence. It's a reordering of how we're supposed to see and treat one another. Because it's that, because it's the opposite of predatory violence, what is it? What kind of world is it? It's a world without fear. It's a world where we're not constantly looking over our shoulders. It's a world where we actually feel safe and honored and protected just as we are. It's a world where we trust that grace and love and justice is the default mode of operation. Or to put it another way, it's a world of peace. A world where we all can just, oh, settle in because we know that we will be okay. We know that nobody is out to get us. We know that it's safe. We know that we can be ourselves. We know that peace actually exists because justice has happened. And maybe this is a silly question too, but let's ask it anyways. Would you like to live in this world? Is it much better than that one? Yeah. Can you imagine? Would you like it? Two of you? Cool. (laughs) Would you like it? Because this is what Christmas is talking about. This is the world we are getting ready for. Advent is so scandalous because it says this kind of world, this world without predatory violence, it's not a far-off fantasy. It's not something that happens after death. But this world could happen right here, right now. But the rub is, you got to get ready for it. you got to do some preparation because that world, it won't happen unless you show up in the right way. It won't happen unless you refuse to be a part of the system. It won't happen unless you choose to say yes to it and go and live out justice and peace. So next slide, please, Martin. And so knowing that Christmas is about getting ready for life and world without fear. Some things for you to take home to chew on. Some questions for you to reflect upon knowing that we're supposed to show up on Christmas Eve ready to be people of justice and peace, ready to end that cycle of violence. Some questions for you. And choose, write them down, take a picture or whatever. There's nothing to take a picture of. How are you going to use your power? Are you going to use your power over people? Or will you choose to use your power under people? 
What habits do you have that perpetuate predatory violence? What wounds do you have that make you always be defensive, which translates to you always being on the offensive? What is one concrete action that you can each do that will help you build up a world of justice and peace? So for the next week, as we get ready for Christmas, knowing that we're meant to show up in a very particular way, and choosing to do the audacious thing of believing that that kind of world is possible, Every morning when you wake up and go to wash your face, take a minute, one whole minute out of all the minutes in your day, and just stare at yourself. And ask yourself, how can I be a maker of justice and peace? What do I have to do within myself first so I can step out and end the cycle of violence and begin to make this world more like the one that Jesus came to make it. This world without fear, this world without peace. So knowing this is really important life and world-changing stuff that you have to do, may you go in peace, may you go in love, may you go and do it loudly. And to all of that, all of God's people say, Amen.